Nothing But Net NBA podcast. Featuring Jamie, Mike, and Steve. And we are live here on the Nothing But Net podcast. I'm your host, S. Dot. It has been a while since we have spoken with you guys. The last time we have, we were talking about the extensions of Jalen Brown, Anthony Davis. Um, we did try to get into a FIBA episode. Uh, we had some uh, errors, I should say, uh, some things that didn't work right. But we are at the conclusion of the FIBA World Cup where Serbia has fallen to Germany. Germany, uh, Dennis Schroeder, most, or most valuable player. Uh, in the FIBA World Cup tournament, uh, I think it was a huge summer for him. It'll be interesting to see if he can take that step with the Toronto Raptors. Mike, how we doing, my guy? I am doing well, fellas. Big episode, obviously. Um, as you said, Steve, it's been a while since we've you know talked to the people here. Um, but things are kicking off. Um, we're probably going to have some more consistent episodes. Um, yeah, no, you said it. FIBA was an interesting interesting time we'll, we'll chat about that but overall i'm doing good excited to be here man what's going on my man jamie do you have something you want to share with uh mike do you have a little bit of smack talk it is the start of football season we are a week behind here but uh the monday night there the sunday night game last week was something that i don't know if we want to bring up but it, i will give you the stage if you'd like how you doing Mike? no sir no sir um i i win humbly and i lose humbly so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna burst my boys bubble plus they had a great comeback win today so that's good for them um but yeah it's good to be here boys ready to talk some ball um you get to see our ugly ass faces now so sorry for you guys but we're back we're back at it now baby let's get it definitely trying to bring a new element we are planning this to be the first video now we haven't tested too much we have worked out a couple of things we're hoping that this will be the first video episode in which we can create shorts and uh maybe start our own youtube channel um all stuff to look out for we're all very excited um before we get into what we're going to go over tonight i would like to start with fiba because we all picked the united states to beat canada in the championship game they lost to them in the bronze medal game i'm going to start here with you jamie is this a disappointment for the usa and not finishing the deal here and not even meddling honestly I mean, yeah, I, I would say so. Um, definitely meddling. Um, you should, whether you bring your B squad or your C squad, um, you're the USA. Um, you've been the, the pinnacle of basketball for 30, 40 years now. Um, you got to get it done. And you didn't. Um, not only did you not get it done, you didn't even, you didn't even meddle. And that's just, that's not, that's not good enough for the USA. And they know that, um, but props to Germany, Canada, and Serbia. I mean, they, they came out ready to play, and they wanted it more than us, apparently. Serbia without Nikola Jokic, as we all know, obviously he was mm. coming off the NBA Finals run. Um, it, it will be interesting to see if we do expect uh, Jokic to play in the NBA Finals, uh, or not the NBA Finals, sorry, we do expect him to play in the Olympics. Um, where hey you know it does seem like the sky's potentially a limit Boyan had a big uh run as as well as Jovic and um the heat rumors and the dame rumors continue it seems like there's been traction gained and you have to think that uh Jovic's uh trade value is up a little further than what it was Mike are you sort of disappointed here with the United States not getting the job done here 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's one thing if they don't win the championship, uh, if they don't win the World Cup, and essentially they get silver medal. Like, there's probably going to be those people that say, yeah, this is a disappointment. But I think when we spoke about it, of course, as, you know, USA basketball, we always expect to be in that that final game. Um, but I think with this squad, we are like, you know, it, it, it may not come to that. Um, so I think for them not to be in the championship, obviously a little bit of a letdown, but not a total surprise. But to not even medal, I think that that's where the true disappointment comes to me. Um, if they go out and win bronze, like, again, obviously, I think people have some disappointment. But as a whole, it's like, you know, we still medaled. We understand that there are countries out there that are producing, um, you know, good level talent at the international level. Um, but yeah, that that's the disappointment to me in Canada, too. I mean, Canada's, they were hooping. Um, so it's like losing to them isn't even that bad of a case. But it's like, I really think they... They should have medaled here and, um, you know, props to the other teams that were competing um, and that did medal. You know, they deserve their flowers. But I think, you know, maybe that's a good, I don't know, eye-opener for the USA basketball. Like, hey, either we got to get better teams or um, we got to learn how to play this international basketball uh, better. And I think, I don't know, I, I think we... Uh, other teams have people that really want to play for their team and represent them. And I think we do at times as well, but I also think we have like an invitational and sometimes maybe that doesn't get the best. It's not the best quality, but people who really are going out there wanting to play for USA. I'm not saying these guys weren't, but I think there makes a difference there. Yeah. I mean, I think with the, I think the one thing that we have learned in the last couple um, world cups here is we finished seventh, uh, four years ago in the world cup or maybe it was six years ago. I can't remember how these work. I think it's every four as well as the Olympics. Um, we got seventh place then. Uh, we got fourth place this year. I think the one thing that we have really learned is the game of basketball has really evolved overseas and these international countries are much better. They're much more used to the FIBA rules. I really think if the U S fails to bring their best players, I think they're really going to continue to struggle in some of these side kind of tournaments in which, um, some of these other countries are bringing their best players, but these other countries uh, also have their players playing together a little more often. They seek a little more commitment to where the U.S. is kind of more open, where the superstars don't really ever play in the World Cup. Um, but it is obviously resulting in hurting us in the World Cup. Um, but for the Olympics now, we have heard that LeBron wants to participate. We have heard that Kevin Durant's and Devin Booker's potentially in. Um, but I don't know that all that matters, guys. Uh, the concern for the United States is, is the big man. And uh, I think they have a lot of convincing on getting Joel Embiid to commit to playing with the United States. Um, and I think that kind of big man who can physically dominate, uh, you know, in the post and offensively and defensively is what the U.S. misses most in these situations. I just think there's times where they got bullied. Jaron Jackson, 2.9 rebounds. Defensive player of the year, and he wasn't an effective defensive player of the year. He wasn't effective offensively. It was a very weird situation for Jaron Jackson. Um, but I, his game obviously translates well in the NBA, but it does not. The, M, the international game is just a little more physical and a little different. Uh, any final points here on the uh, FIBA World Cup? No? Shout out right, Dennis guys. Schroeder. MVP, Shout baby. out Dennis Schroeder. Germany, LA my Laker. boy Franz, too. Yep. Well, was an LA Laker. NBA championship as a as a Los Angeles Laker, right? He was with that team, I believe. 
Um, let's move into what the topic is at hand tonight, guys. We have been talking about this coming up for a while. Uh, we are a week behind. We had some things come up last weekend. But with that being said, guys, I am super excited to roll into our all-time list starting this evening. Tonight, we will be covering our 20 through 11, kind of leaving you guys off on a cliff, uh, on a cliffhanger as we move into our 10 through 1. And then following the all-time list, we will move into our current player list. Um, but tonight is super exciting. These lists get talked about all the time. It's one of the greatest parts of basketball, the legacies, the, the debates that we have over these um you know these legends but i'm gonna start here with you i'll start here with you jamie what was what's the one player that you left off that you think other people are going to be like how did jamie leave this guy off his list ai ai i know it immediately yeah ai and i hated to do it because he's one of my favorite players ever but i just i couldn't i couldn't do it yeah, I mean, pound for pound, I think AI has uh, a case to be the GOAT as just pound for pound. Five foot ten, five foot eleven. Uh, guys Agreed. that small just typically don't have the kind of success that Allen Iverson had. So that, that's a fair one. He is not on my list tonight, but I, I, I did bring him up at some point. Um, Mike, who who's the one guy that's not on your list that other people are going to criticize you for? I really like the AI, AI take. He's probably one of my top five favorite players of all time. Um I do. There's a couple of players that I, it's like an honorable mention. Maybe they should get in here. Maybe they shouldn't. However, you break it down. Uh, I'm going to, if I can, go a two for one. Maybe uh, David Robinson. And um, again, I might get flack for this, but Dr. J himself. Um, yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, but again, somebody could tell me they should be in there. And I agree with them. This list is, is going. Top 20 is very hard. If we want even top 30, it'd be more difficult because then you have a bunch of guys who can fit in those 10 extra spots. Um, I, I, I'll say mine. It's I think we're going to find out here. It might not find out tonight. I think some people would assume that I might have him on the 1 through 10 list. The guy that I don't have on my list is Will Chamberlain. I think Will Chamberlain um, was obviously incredible, but I think when we look back into time, um, you know, just the 9, 10, 10, nine or 10 team league, uh, Bill Russell, always dominated him and when will was averaging 50 and 25 they weren't winning they weren't they weren't a very good basketball team they would get to the playoffs so they wouldn't get very far again only 10 teams in the league every time or when he played bill bill russell always dominated him and when he played superior competition uh will never rose to the scene so i know why a lot of people will have will in their list especially one through ten um the numbers that he had were absolutely insane and crazy but my concern is when he played Bill Russell, Bill Russell held him to single digits 26 times, and that's just a stat that I can't overlook. Um, when there's not a lot of competition in your era, when you do play competition, I need you to perform in order for me to take you seriously. And I, for Will, I, I just can't do that. So I, I think that will be one that I will be hearing about. But um, that's fine. I, I think that's the best part about this, and I think that's the debate. Um, I'm just out on Will, and I do think Will is the most overrated player of all time. Um, okay. So, with that being said, Mike, we're going to start with you at number 20. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Jamie, hold on. Know. Jamie, you have something to say? Hold on. Does Jamie have something to say here? Muted, Jay. He's muted. Yeah. <laughs> He's a little rusty. It's all right. No, I said proceed. Don't worry about it. This is going to be a fun list. That's all. Absolutely. My fault. All right, Mike, start us off at number 20, my guy. 
Yeah, so um, I just mentioned this name. Um, he's not here right now, but I went back and forth for a while. Um, and I have a little bias here. I am a big fan of this player and his team at their peak. Um, I'm going to go at number 20, Dwayne, the Flash Wade. Um, the other guy I kind of wanted to put here was uh, Dr. J. Um, I got D. Wade, three championships. Um NBA seasons, he's had 16. I believe he has. I just got to look that up. Um, he's made the playoffs 13 of those 16 um, seasons. Does have a finals MVP. I'm going to touch upon that in a second here. Um, two first-team All-NBAs. I think he has eight all together. Um, first, second, and third uh, All-NBAs. He has uh, 13 All-Star appearances. I believe I have three um, MVP of those all, all-star all games. And what is my other stat here? Oh, yes, scoring champion. So um, D-Wade often regarded as the third or often debated. I know there's an ongoing one with him and James Harden um, of who's the best shooting guard uh, after MJ and Kobe. I got D-Wade there. I think he's probably the second best um, shot-blocking shooting guard of all time. Um, the man is a winner. Uh, when he did win at his uh, his finals MVP, I have him in that finals in 2006, averaging 34, um, 7, and 3 assists, shooting 46% from the field, 27 27- 27% from three, never really a strong suit, but then 77% from the free throw line. So um, he was playing with a Shaq who wasn't in his prime. Obviously, the other two championships, he's playing with uh, LeBron James and Chris Bosh. So I don't really want to hold that against him. But again, three championships, um, one of the greatest, I would say, finals um, performances we've seen. Um, so I got D-Wade at 20. Yeah, D Wade's a very interesting name. Um, the 2006 run, I think, is something that no one can deny, and I think that is obviously the, it's hard to say the peak, right? Because with LeBron and Chris Bosh, he did go to four straight finals, and I think that is very hard to overlook. Um, I'm excited to see D Wade is on your list, Mike. Um, the big thing with me, you say he's the second best guard uh, shot blocker. I have him as the best. He has the most of all time, and I I think D Wade is very I wouldn't say underrated, but he was a very, very good defender as a guard. Um, just Flash was his nickname for a reason. He was so quick, um, so dynamic in the open court. And prime D-Wade, man. I think a lot of people uh, remember D-Wade more when LeBron was there, more so than what, what he was in 2006. And honestly, it's hard to argue that, that 2006, 2007, 2008 days uh, weren't his peak. Obviously, the team kind of went down after Shaq left in those uh, years, but um, with that being said, that 2006 finals run was absolutely insane. I'll start. I'll go to here. Uh, I'll go to you, Jamie. Um, what are your thoughts here about Dwayne Wade at 20? Yeah, it's another guy that actually wasn't on my list. Um, as he, I mean, one of the best uh, two guards ever, really, in my opinion. But I mean, it's top 20. Um, I loved the game. I loved him as a shot blocker. As far as like superstar shot blockers around ever from what I can remember, is, like, Kobe, D-Wade, and MJ, just as far as being able to, like, be a superstar on offense and come down and block your shit. Um, so uh, I got I got him in high regards as well. He just did make my top 20. 
Yeah, I mean, this is a very difficult list, man. This 20 spot, this 20 spot was brutal. I, I broke mine into tiers in my tier four where I have like 13 to probably about 25 of these guys. So um, I won't comment if D-Wade will be a little higher on my list or not. I will save that for another time, maybe. Um, Jamie, go with your guy here at number 20. Um, at 20, I got, um, in my opinion, my favorite point guard of all time, John Stockton. Uh, all-time leader in assists, 15,806, more than 3,000 assists um, from the second-place guy who's Jason Kidd. Um, all-time leader in steals, 3,265, um, the most, in my opinion, underrated player to ever exist in the game. Um, he played with a guy who scored a lot, and he was um, the reason that he scored a lot, one of the reasons he scored a lot. Um, and I mean, I can go over and over again. This guy would last in any era. Uh, he's a beast. Yeah, John Stockton was a key contributor in the um, obviously the success that Carl Malone had, as well as the Utah Jazz. Two NBA, two trips to the NBA Finals. Obviously, the year that Jordan went nuts, um, I believe, which was in '96 when he had the game winner. Um, obviously, that was devastating to the Utah Jazz and. I, I do agree, Jamie. I think if John Stockton has a ring, he makes my list tonight. And I, I think he might be one of the more underrated players of all time. Again, the, the most steals and assists of all time by a fairly decent margin, especially steals. Um, the steals is kind of also surprising to some people, I think. Um, but that's just who John Stockton was, man. He's just a true traditional point guard uh, who, who was so dominant. And again, I think he is very underrated in some lists here. And so I, I do appreciate the fact that you have him sitting at 20. Mike, your thoughts on John Stockton? Yeah, I'd like to take um, a true point guard, as we have been saying. Uh, I don't think Carl Malone has his success as to what Jamie's saying without John Stockton, and, and maybe on some level vice versa. Um, when we're breaking down a list, yeah, uh, championships and winning does you know count, um, especially when we're splitting hairs with some of these guys. He had his opportunities, um, you know, going against Michael Jordan is obviously no easy feat. Um, and as we will find out at some point, I'm sure that nobody has beat him in a final. So the fact that they got there, I mean, you, you won up until that point. Um, he deserve his, deserves his flowers as well. Um, I, I think I'm with you, Steve. A championship for him might have to bump him up quite a bit for me. Um, but easily one of the all-time greats, no doubt about that. Yeah, for sure. We're we're obviously going to be picking hairs down here. I think I had like I, I texted you guys earlier. Um, from the top twelve or thirteen guys felt really good to me, and after that is where it kind of felt like open. Um, so I'm going to go to a guy that I kind of assume might not be on either of your list. Uh, the way you talk and the way that Mike has spoke. The guy that I have here is actually David Robinson. I think he's one of the more underrated centers of all time. He's a he's a he was a true offensive and defensive center. Um, two time champion champion. He Walked out on a title in 03. Obviously, he wasn't the same player. Might have been the second, third best player on that team. Um, but we still know the value that he carried in his career. He missed the first two years of his career due to serving time in the Navy. Um, but this guy defensively was a freak. Four-time defensive first team, eight uh, all-defensive selections as well. Uh, he had actually had a scoring title in 1994. He was a 10-time All-Star in 14 years. Um, led the league in blocks and rebounding for a year. Uh, sixth in all-time block, fifth in all-time playoff block. Defensively, this guy was a freak. 
Um, again, he came up with uh, San Antonio. They drafted him number one overall in 1987. He missed time, didn't make his debut till 89. Um, was rookie of the year in 90. Uh, was a defensive player of the year in 92, an MVP in 95. I truly think David Robinson goes underrated when we talk about the all-time centers. He is sixth here on my center list. Um, not that I want to give too much away here, but I think David Robinson's prowess on offense and defense could have, could have translated any time. And another little nugget on David Robinson, he is one of four players that have actually um, recorded a quadruple double he had 34 points, 10 boards, 10 assists, and 10 blocks. And to go with that, two months later, he had his career high, a 71-point game. That was kind of where it, he kind of took off. And then the following year, he won MVP. I'm, uh, I think David Robinson is super underrated, and I am happy to have him here at 20. Uh, Mike, your thoughts here on David Robinson? Yeah, like I said, I, I feel... I feel bad not having him on this list. Uh, if somebody were to come up to me and say, you know, Mike, it really should be the Admiral at, at number 20 instead of Wade, I would say, you know what? Like, I, I understand that argument, and you, you make a really good several points there, Steve. Um, yeah, just another product of uh, organizational greatness with the Spurs, um, Coach Popovich. Um, yeah, it, there's not much you can't, you can't say against uh, David Robinson. Um, certainly worthy of being on somebody's top list. Um, it's good that we have him with you and some representation of him. Um, dude was elite, no doubt about it. Um, and all while being part of the Navy, which I feel like just sprinkles on some little, uh, I don't know, extra to him. So um, no, good take, good points. Jamie. Your thoughts yeah, on I David mean, Rock. I don't... I I don't remember a lot of his game, um, but I mean, you guys pretty much covered it all. I know he's the admiral. He was a beast in his time. Um, but yeah, you guys covered that. Average three blocks a game, too. I think that's fairly underrated, underrated. for mm -hmm. a guy that size that good. He was, he was super dominant. Um, defensively, he was a freak. And again, offensively, when you're able to average 21 over 14 years is very impressive, especially playing at the latter end of his career with Tim Duncan and we obviously know what that do was. Again, they won a title in Duncan's second year, and a big part of that was because of David Robinson, even though Tim Duncan came in and took the league by storm. All right, let's move into number 19, which we have Jamie leading us off. Number 19, I got a Malone, um, first name Moses. Um, Moses Malone, uh, top 10 in points all time with 27,409. Um, fifth most in rebounds in NBA history. One back-to-back -back MVPs in an era with um, guys like Kareem, Bill Wallen, Rob McAdoo. Um, and to me, I just, I watched, I, I don't know why, but that's kind of like who I grew up on as a big man for whatever reason. Um, it was it was weird from my childhood looking at Moses Malone footage. Um, but yeah, he's at my 19. I mean, he might be arguably the greatest rebounding big man of all time. There's no doubt um, his impact. He played with uh, Dr. J uh, in, the in the year they won the title in 1983. Um, Moses Malone's a tough one. Um, I, do, I do have, don't have him on my list, and I do have a few centers here, and I don't want to give too much away. Um, but I, he was really in consideration. I, I put his and um, Dave Robinson's resumes next to each other. Just felt a little bit better about Dave Robinson, but Moses Malone is one of my 
first two or three guys off the list without a doubt. Mike, your thoughts on Moses Malone? Yeah, Moses Malone is another name I have um, written down as kind of guys I, I kind of thought were in the mix. Um, yeah, definitely playoff appearances, finals MVPs, regular season MVPs, um, all-stars. I think he's a... I think I have him as a six-time rebound champ. I'm not sure if Jamie said that or not, but like the guy obviously was an absolute animal. Um, another guy, especially as we are near like the top, as in maybe 17, 18, 19 um, players on this list, a lot of these guys, I don't want to say are interchangeable, but you can make arguments for a lot of them. Um, and he's another one of those guys that, again, you tell me he should be in the top 20, I say, you know what, that, that makes sense. Um Another guy that I think, yeah, has his has his case here. I don't have him personally, but um, yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely good reasoning for where Moses is. There, that is for sure. Uh, Mike, or no, I guess I'm at 19. My bad. Uh, 19th, I have Dr. J. I think Dr. J was a little bit ahead of his time. 1983, he won the dunk dunk contest, um, and I think that's really what we know Dr. J for. He was the human highlight reel. Um, he didn't come into the NBA right away, which I think some people do uh, don't like that fact about him necessarily. He signed the seven-year deal out of high school or call or out of college. Sorry, um, a little interesting college fact though. He is one of six players to average twenty twenty. He averaged twenty six points and twenty boards in college before signing with the ABA. Um, but listen, this guy was known as the greatest of all time. He was the guy before Michael Jordan came into the league and took over the league by storm um he won an mvp he won uh an nba mvp and three aba mvps um he's a one-time nba champion uh in 1983 but he's also a two-time aba champion uh for five all nba first team selections in 11 seasons and seven all nba selections overall um if you combine his points from the nba and aba he would rank eighth all time in scoring. Uh, again, the ABA people have their concerns, and I completely understand that. But there was no doubt the talent and the impact on basketball that Dr. J had. And when we're talking about an all time list, he's just a guy that I felt wasn't right leaving off this list. And he's one of the only, not one of the only older guys that I have, but he is one of the five or six guys in the 80s that I have because I felt the importance that he brought, especially in the 70s, to basketball. Again, he was always one of the best players in the world. Um, won the NBA dunk contest in 1983. I did mention that already, but 1983 was a big year. This is the year he won his ring in the NBA. Um, that was the year he won the dunk contest. And again, he was just the human highlight reel in which I think if he would be in the NBA today, I think the highlights would be even crazier. Um, but I do want to pay some respect here to one of the greatest of all time at one point in this game that we all love in the NBA. Um, so I will go with Dr. J at 19. I'll go with you, Jamie. I'll start with Dr. J to talk about Dr. J. Well, I mean, I got Dr. J on my list as well. Um, okay, so but don't I'm go not going to tell you where. Yeah, so um, I'll just piggyback. You just want to repeat what you said about him and uh, – <laughs> You can use that as <laughs> no, but Mike. Uh, no, he's a beast. Dr. J was a, the smooth criminal man. He was a he was a monster. Yeah, he's one of the, the the most fun highlight reels. You can go back and watch at that time. He really kind of had that bounce and went an era which these guys didn't really know what to do with it. And he was obviously that one of the most up and under. Whoo! <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I got oh, the bag. Oh, smooth. Yeah, I, I'm a huge Dr. J guy. You, I think again, I just I, I felt bad if I would, didn't have him on this list. Um, and I think I think his game obviously explains itself. And Jamie, you're obviously a little higher than I am on him, so that that makes me feel even better about having him here. Mike, I'm gonna go to you and ask you kind of did the ABA thing kind of throw you off of having him on this list, knowing that he did spend five years in the ABA compared to a full career in the NBA? I, th- I think when I'm, you know, dicing that, it does a little for me. It's not, you know, not trying to, you know, cut him deep with that. But I, I think if I'm making an NBA all-time list, then yeah, your your stats and accolades in the ABA only can go so far with me personally. Um, I said it at the top of the episode, at the top of the list, that Dr. J is another one that, honestly, throughout the day, he was floating anywhere from 19, 20, I had to go like 21, you know, somewhere in there uh, with me. I ended up going Wade at 20. I probably would have had Dr. J at 20 if I, or I did have him at 20, but then I went back and forth with him and Wade. Um, I won't talk, I won't get too much into any of the, you know, other accolades and notes I have with him. It sounds like Jamie's going to touch upon that. I'll just say one of the guys that has, was in the, I think, NBA for 11 seasons. I think I have that um, and made 11 playoff appearances at that. that that, um, amongst other things that you guys have mentioned and Jamie will mention, are a testament to his greatness. Um, just a true NBA legend. When you think of like NBA legends, like Dr. J's name is on that list for sure. So, like, again, another good take. He is the NBA icon before we had like the full slate of Bird and Magic, in my opinion. Um, last thing I want to throw out there, he also was a part of the 76ers who went on one of the greatest playoff runs. Uh, they went 12-1 and that year. They beat the Knicks in, uh, they lost one game to the Knicks and then they swept Magic and Cream in the, or well, they did sweep Magic and Cream in the finals, but they also swept the Bucks, who, the, where the Bucks should have just beaten Bird, McHale, and Parrish in a sweep. Um, so the dominant run by the Philadelphia 76ers is another huge part of why I have Dr. J here at 19. Uh, Mike, we will go to you here for number 19. So this is going to be my first, uh, I'm not going to say if it's controversial, but this is a guy who has not won a championship. Um, I'm kind of going off pure talent alone. He does have some of the accolades to back it up, but um, more of just kind of his skill level, his talent. Um, you know, I would say kind of one of a kind in this uh, regard. It is the round mound of rebound Sir Charles Barkley I have at 19. Um, I'm a big Barkley guy. I'm not even going not, to not gonna try and hide it. Uh, dude's 6'6". Six, six, probably plays like he's 6'8". Six, six, pure muscle, just a, a, a tank, I would say. I think people, I don't know if I want to call him underrated. Um, I guess on some level he is. I don't think people understood how like good Charles Barkley was and how much he did. Um, he didn't always have a lot of help around him. Um, if you go back to uh, the Redeem team, I think a lot of people make a case that Charles Barkley was actually the best player in, in the Olympics on that Redeem team or playing at the best. Um, obviously, there was greatness around him. Uh, Barkley, no championships. I know I'm going to get cut for that probably. Uh, that's a big kind of uh, mark on his resume, no doubt about it. Um, in the league, 16 seasons, made playoffs, 13 of them. Does have a regular season MVP. Has five first-team uh, All-NBAs uh, with a total of 11 All-NBA teams. Um, 11 All-Star appearances, one All-Star MVP I have, and then one rebound um rebound champ so led the league in rebounding um 
let's see. I think I have one other thing. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, his MVP from his MVP year, um, he had was averaging 25, 12, and 5. Um, again, just an incredible rebounder for his size. Could get it done um, both sides of the floor. Um, really just a guy that we don't – I don't think up till this point we saw a person – uh, a player that would could move like he did, had the muscle, the power that he did, um, and could rebound like he did. Uh, uh, Barkley, to me, is just a very interesting player. He's one of the guys that I feel like it's it's almost a crime from the basketball gods that he did not get in uh, a championship, but that's kind of the way it goes. So I got Barkley, uh, number 19. Definitely uh, a great TV voice. I mean, the TNT stuff that he's moved into, that role with him and Shaq has been awesome. It's something that every NBA fan enjoys watching, all those little times they can pick at each other. Um, Charles Barkley, I mean, just one of the best uh, undersized power forwards of all time, without a doubt. I think that's kind of what we all wish, that Zion Williamson could potentially be just a super freak athlete, super strong, uh, can crush the boards, and can play offense. I mean, Charles' offensive game, I think, can be, underrated at times and although he's not on my list i i do think uh there's there's a lot of cases in which he is should be on these lists um and you know the ring thing makes me a little iffy because of the whole houston rockets that houston rockets team that he played with is pretty stacked um and there was a couple of times where it felt like uh he he had some great teams the year he went to the nba finals and lost as well to jordan um but again i think listen that happened to a few different people now um, but, uh, yeah, Chuck is obviously one of the best. Jamie, your thoughts on Charles here? Um, I have Charles, uh, in my list as well, so I don't want to get into too, uh, too much depth with it. Um, yeah, the round, what was it? The round mound, re- round mound of rebound. Yeah. Boom. Love it, Mike. That's a great, I pick. also, uh, I also don't know if I said redeem team. I meant Dream Team. I'm not sure if I said that, but Chuck's you might have said Dream Team. Yeah, I might have redeemed. Yeah, yeah. I just got to put that out there. You totally redeemed yourself. Got to, yeah. Nice, nice. (laughs) Um, Jamie, who do you have here at number eighteen? Right, eighteen. I have. No, no, no. Are we at eighteen? Wait, where are we at? Hold on, where are we at? Who? Wait, was that the last one for nineteen? Then, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I I messed that up. Yeah, that was the last one. Okay, so I will move into number 18. Uh, number 18 is my first current player here. Um, I, he is known as the most efficient player maybe of all time. It is Nikola Jokic. And obviously, Nikola Jokic has only been in the NBA here for only eight seasons. Um, but he was drafted 41st by the Denver Nuggets in 2015, making him the lowest drafted player to ever win an MVP and as well as a finals MVP. He is uh, obviously he's won a finals MVP and an MVP. He went back-to-back MVPs in 21 and 22. Uh, he's already been a, named a three-time All-NBA first-teamer, five All-Star teams in eight years. Wasn't named uh, first uh, All-NBA first-team this year, which I think we can all agree that he should have been. Uh, he's had five playoff appearances. He led the playoffs this year in points, rebounds, and assists in 23. He beat LeBron and KD in his playoff run. He went on this playoff run without another all-star. I think my case here for Nikola Jokic being ranked um, this high of all time is simply the fact that he has not had another all-star 
and he is one of the very few players that no one has been able to figure out this part this early in his career um especially as he continues to ascend his peak appears to be at minimum two mvps and a championship and as dominant of a run that he had uh this season not seeing a game seven this postseason i i think it's very underlooked in a sense i think it's one of the best runs that we have seen yes to play in teams and this and that but listen you face who you face and he was consistently dominant um and don't forget he was just a couple assists shy of averaging a triple double for a center it's just not something you see i think Nikola jokic can jump high in a lot of these lists in the way that he has the potential to evolve this game with the passing of the big man and the efficiency at all three levels on offense at every area of the floor um as Nikola jokic can do and we just haven't seen that a lot in the history of the nba and if he continues to be on the trajectory that he's on, I mean, he's already he's going to be the most the highest assist center of all time. And once he keeps adding on to these stats, I think we're going to be looking at this guy as a potential top twelve, top ten guy of all time. Mike, your thoughts on Nikola Jokic at eighteen? Yeah, I think the I think the thing about uh, the Joker here is that essentially some of his best years still may be ahead of him. Um, this is a guy that undoubtedly is going to be on some of these all-time I mean he could be I don't even know if he where he'd get on all-time scoring but he's a guy who like with his assists and rebound he if he you know as long as he stays healthy and has a long career um he's going to wind up pretty high on some of these lists um and yeah he he's accomplished a lot in a very young career already um I think you you know you talked about some of that as well I, I think for me the only thing is him being so young, um, young as in, I think eight seasons in the NBA right now. Uh, there's some other guys that it, it's tough for for him to go ahead of them for me right now. Um, you know, if we have this conversation, I'll say ten years from now. I don't know, eight years from now, however long Jokic plays. Uh, you know, to me, he's definitely going to move up on this list. Um, I guess that would be my only knock on it is that maybe it's just because he's you know very early in his career. Uh, we see the talent, we see the potential, we see where his trajectory is headed uh, towards. So it's no, you know, not trying to slay him too much, but I think that would be my reason why I don't have him on the list. But no doubt he's going to be up here um, as long as he stays healthy and keeps doing his thing. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense, Mike. But my thing is, is just the passing, right? It's just like we have saw the passing from Will and these other guys, but we haven't seen the passing be as effective as what he is creating it to be. He. He's the true, I mean, Jamal Murray is a point guard, and I'm not taking this away, but Nikola Jokic is the true point guard at the center position, and I just don't know that you've seen that. And I think when I'm talking about, when I think about these lists, I think about guys who are changing the game, right? Like, I think once we crack that top 10, like, we're going to be looking at guys who have all changed the game in some sort of way. And I, I think that's why I have Jokic where I have him at, because I just think that Jokic is going to continue to ascend in the way that he's going to change the game. Because at the end of the day, every team in the NBA right now is trying to figure out how to stop Nikola Jokic. And there's not many times, uh, you know, there's not many ways that people can just go back into history and look at and to figure that out because we haven't seen the true center point guard. You know, we talk about point forward, but now we're talking about a true point center. And I think the way he can change the game is on a level that not many have been able to do so at their time in the NBA. Jamie, your thoughts on Nikola Jokic at 18? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't hate it at all. Um, if he continues on his trajectory in five years, he'll probably be in my top ten. But right now, he's not in my top twenty. But I mean, for all the good things you guys said, um, he's unguardable in any era, especially this one, because we're just not used to it. Plain and simple, he just changed the game up. Him and Luca kind of have that. Um, play at their own pace it doesn't look they don't look athletic all the time but um their their geniuses and their craft and yeah Jokic uh deserves to be up there and my final my final point here for this case too is we are not far off from having if let's just say I think if we're talking about it if he averages the triple double as a center I I think we're talking about a guy who's who has three straight MVPs and coming off his first championship. And I think that if that was his peak and then we started to kind of digress from here, I think his peak is still high enough to validate this spot for him. Next, we will go to Mike for number 18. Uh, I will. Um, just real quick, Steve, do you think he already has a Hall of Fame career if he stopped playing basketball today? Is he Hall of Fame? Yeah, that's why I have him at 18. I, all these yeah. guys are these, all these guys are no doubt Hall of Famers. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I there's no doubt no, that, in my mind. Again, two MVPs in a ring and the way that he won the ring this year, again, without another all-star and just how dominant they were. I mean, I think people sense, forget yeah. how dominant Anthony Davis was defensively this postseason. And Anthony Davis wasn't he couldn't even be the primary defender on Nicole Jokic. So I think that yeah. just goes to show how good he was this postseason. It, it's it's insane how some of these guys, if you just take two or three years of their career, already have like a Hall of Fame career. Um, and that's a good point. Uh, but yeah, so we are on still 18, 18, right? Yep. Uh, so I got, uh, you guys probably have seen him before. That's the logo, Jerry West. Um, I have Jerry West as a one-time champion, a finals MVP, 14 seasons in the league, made the playoffs 13 of those, 10-time first-team All-NBA, ridiculous, um, 12 uh, All-NBA teams in, in total, Four-time All-Defensive, uh, 14-time All-Star, I think one MVP with the All-Star game, um, a scoring champ and an assist champ under his belt. Uh, Jerry West, the logo, like I said, um, iconic. Uh, I believe won his championship with Wilt with the Lakers in, I think, 70. Uh, I'm going to lose it. No, maybe 68, I think I have. Yeah. Um it was a long ass time ago. I know that. Well, we don't want to say it like that, but uh, <laughs> dude, average for a career for numbers twenty seven, um, almost six rebounds a game, um, six point seven uh, assists a game, shot forty seven percent from field goal. I don't think I have any three point percentage numbers. I'm not sure if it was around then, and eighty one percent from the free throw line. Um, I think out of his. Uh, when he won the championship, he averaged 25, 4, and almost 10 assists a game. Jerry West is another guy who's just iconic. He's still, you know, around the NBA. Um, you know, he's affiliated with the Lakers still, obviously. Um, a guy who always kind of seems like to have his hands um, in kind of what the NBA is going on and the Lakers. But, yeah, uh, Jerry West, I got him, like I said, 18. Um, probably not a lot of footage I could see from him back then, but just the accolades and kind of – legendary status he is the logo kind of speaks enough for me so i am going yeah 18 
Um, Jerry West is a very interesting pick here. I, I'm not as high on Jerry West as there's so many lists that are. I don't know that he would be in my top 25. I understand that he is was extremely dominant, 10 finals trips, but one and nine in the finals. Um, at some point where there's so few teams in the league and you make so many trips, I, I would expect you to have more than one championship. Obviously, those Boston Celtic teams were just disgusting, and we know obviously how good they were in the 60s and this and that. Um, but it did take a Wilt Chamberlain to get it done, which, you know, again, I'm, I'm a little more down on Wilt, but I think I see it from the full view opposed to seeing Wilt average 50 and 20 uh, in, in a season. So um, that's kind of why I'm down there. But Jerry West, I'm a little down on him, to be honest with you. But I do understand that he is the logo in his history, his part of the history in the NBA. And I can tell you one thing, Papa Carter is going to love that pick. Jamie, what are your thoughts on Jerry? Um, I mean, I think not in your top 25 is a little disrespectful, but, uh, he's not in my top 20 either. Um, you I mean, would, he's you the would logo. Take, who he, do you take? Who do you take? Scotty Pippen or Jerry West? Jerry West. Yeah, I would take Scotty. I think Scotty being the number two on six championship teams is especially defensively. And but that's just where I'm. I don't know. I'm just kind of down on Jerry. I understand that I'm down on Jerry. I mean, I don't think you're down on him. We're probably just grading him fairly. Um, he never really got it done. I also wonder when, what uh, he would he be the... in the 80s, where the 80s were a little deeper with talent. Or do we think he's still that dominant? It's hard to say. Yeah, that's, a, that's tough. Say, yeah, never it, actually, it, it's hard yeah. to watch footage of that shit. Yeah, I don't no. know. Um, but again, not as many teams around then too. So he has a lot. I understand going against him. Um, kind of accolades, and obviously he's the logo. Yeah, like it's hard to be. It's hard to beat the logo of the NBA. Yeah. Jamie, any thoughts? Is he on your list, Jamie? No, no? you I mean, said no, right? No, no, he's not in my top twenty, but he probably should be. Um, I'm probably disrespecting the logo right now wearing a. Lakers hat, um, but no, he is not in my top twenty. But they would have been the Minneapolis Lakers at that point, though, right? So you're good. Ah, Los still Lakers. Lakers fan. Still feels bad. No, I feel you. All right, Jamie, who do you have here at number eighteen? Eighteen, I got KG, um, Kevin Garnett. Um, to me, one of the greatest all-around defenders this league has ever seen in his prime. Um, tall, lanky. Um, get in your face, um, tough dude, uh, MVP, uh, one MVP award, uh, average 24 points per game, 13.9 rebounds per game. The 13.9 rebounds per game is the most any MVP has averaged rebound wise since, um, at least before 86, cause that's what they didn't have stats for on ESPN. So could be, I don't know, Wilt's, Wilt's days. I don't know. The dude was a... Absolute animal. Um, one of the best leaders of all time. Uh, he didn't win a lot, but until he got on a good team, um, he did all he could. You know. Um, yeah, I got Kevin Garnett. Could just be have a sweet um, spot in my heart, I should say. Um, the first like really time I remember watching the Lakers in the playoffs was against the T Wolves. Um, we swept him, obviously, but uh, it was a good series, and I just remember watching KG. The big ticket, correct? 
that, correct, that KG, That's the big correct. Pack, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I'll get into my KG stuff. Uh, I'm a huge fan of KG. I will show that this evening. I think my ranking might be a little surprising on him, but um, he will be coming up here in a little bit. Mike, your thoughts on KG? I think you do you have him as well. Yeah, I won't go too in depth on KG other than um, it's good where do pick. you have I him? Do. Mike? do you have him at 16 or 17? I do not have him at 17. Okay, okay, okay. Just we're good then. He, he's. I'll say he's coming up shortly. Is he's that the first list. unanimous? Uh, is he the first unanimous player that we have so far? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I guess so. Hey, shout out, hey, KG. We, we agree. We agreed on one. <laughs> Uh, yes, we'll kind of get into we'll kind of get into like um you know a little more debate on like where once we kind of reveal a little more of our list and we can kind of see like where each other's lists are going as well. So let's also keep in mind of what we're saying right now, obviously. Um, and we'll kind of debate that as we continue to go on. No, you're good. No, you're good. I K, listen, KG. We'll, I'll, I'll get into KG. I, again, I'm probably much higher than everyone here on KG. Um, Mike, did you have any final points or are we good to roll into number 17? I think we're good to keep moving. Okay, roll into 17, Mike. 17, I do have, um, we did mention his name here earlier uh, uh, with a counterpart. I have Carl Malone at 17. Um, clearly one of the most, um, I guess, Longevity players, um, I have to see, yeah, how about 19 seasons and how about 19 playoff appearances for you? Um, incredible. Uh, two MVPs, 11 first team all NBAs, which is, you know, pretty ridiculous. I have him 14 all together uh, NBA teams, including second and third team. Uh, three first team all defensive Um 14 all-stars i think i have one uh one mvp of that all-star game and i'm third all-time scoring uh career averages 25 10 um three assists a game uh shooting over 50 percent from the field uh he had two mvps like i said averaged 27 um almost 10 rebounds a game during his uh first one in 96 and 97 and then in 98 99 um averaged almost 24 a game again nine and a half boards a game four assists um again i I keep saying about 19 seasons and 19 playoff appearances is insane probably could be up higher on on some lists uh, maybe on my list as well if he doesn't have a championship um so that's this is going on obviously all those accolades but just the sheer talent that he has um him and stockton is about as good as a one-two punch you can have on a pick and roll um really gave i think did kind of give the bulls a good run when they had him in the finals um a couple games away from maybe having a couple championships but carl malone the mailman at number 17 for me yeah that year that's who did i did i mention this earlier james did you have carl malone on your list i did not, not. okay i did um, not I, no i forget who i was talking about yet. i think i met I, yeah, I think I was talking. To, I was talking about Carl Malone earlier when I was talking about someone else. But his year in the finals, uh, he was extremely. Oh, when you were talking about Stockton, uh, he was really good that year. He was dominant the year that uh, they made the finals. The year that they did make the finals, I believe he was a back-to-back MVP. Um, could be. Yeah, he was ninety-seven and ninety-eight. He was a back-to-back MVP. 
Uh, and that was kind of where Carl Malone was really starting to dominate, which is a little different because Carl Malone was obviously very good early in his career, but his peak might have been when he was 34, 35. And most of these guys, um, when we're talking about their peak, might be the late 20s to early 30s. Carl uh, Malone kind of hit that a little later. Now, the steadiness of Carl Malone um, is what I have always appreciated about him, and especially longevity. Obviously, uh, not a great human being, um, but was a phenomenal basketball player. Um, Davey, your thoughts here on Carl Malone? I couldn't agree more. Um, but yeah, I almost had him in my top 20. Uh, it was him or John Stockton, um, that dynamic duo. It could have went either way for me. Uh, Carl's probably got the longevity stats as far as scoring and, well, pretty much scoring goes, but uh, Stockton's got the assists and steals. I kind of just potato-potato type thing. Um, yeah, Carl Malone was an absolute animal. Um, uh, third most points of all time? Did you say that, third? Yep. Yeah. Beast. Yeah. On I mean, and off Carl court, Malone. apparently. Yeah, <laughs> off court, he was... Uh... It was something else, man. 13-year-old. Got it done, I suppose. Uh, piece of shit, anyway. Uh, but we're not worried about the off-course stuff. We're more worried about what he did on the court. And the longevity of Carl Malone, I mean, it was kind of... Obviously, the longevity of Kareem before him will be better, but uh, he might have had the second-best longevity career. Again, Mike, you talk about the 19 uh, seasons, 19 playoff trips. He made the finals three times, um, the last time being with the Lakers. Obviously, that didn't pan out. Um, I uh, I got more to say on Carmelone, so I'll, I'll keep I'll keep it back for a second here. Um, moving into number seventeen with you, Jamie. Um, I mean, my next two um, have already been said. Uh, I got Dr. J at seventeen. Um, you know, the, we talked about the ABA and the 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 NBA, you know, all the accolades. This dude was just an absolute, um, he's probably top five most known basketball players to ever exist, I think, in my opinion. Like, when you hear Dr. J, even regular people will understand what that is. I don't know, maybe that's just me. Um, but, yeah, I got Dr. J at 17. Um, we already talked to him, on him a lot. Um, one of the best to ever do it. Yeah, think about the Dr. J thing, right? It felt like he was kind of the bridging of the pulp or the pulp of the pop culture, uh, the 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 hip hop and the rap. Like, it felt like Dr. J is kind of what really connected that. Um, again, the high flying highlight, uh, the way he, how great he was at the dunk contest, and uh, he was just must see TV back in the day. You know, they didn't see a lot of guys do the kinds of things that he did, and that's why you know he was known as the greatest of all time at one point before Michael Jordan. And, you know, Dr. J was just a guy that the, the early NBA culture looked up to at such a young age. Mike, your thoughts on Dr. J? Yeah, I think I already uh, spoke about him a bit earlier. Um, I'll just reiterate, a guy who I think has every right to be on this list did not crack mine, um, but was one that I had to really uh, break down and, you know, see if he made the list. Um I'll just say it again. Just I- iconic, a legend. Um, yeah, Mike Dr. doesn't J, care Jamie about having it. icons on the list. That's all. I mean, what's an icon? One, one championship. I don't know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I mean, after I just I said mean, Carl Malone and Charles right. Barkley. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, well, yeah, one championship, but he wasn't the best player on that team. He did not win finals MVP, but I, I think we still know mm. the impact that he had. Again, but he also did win, what, three championships or two championships in the ABA as well? Thank you for what that was. He won three scoring titles, three MVPs. Uh, never yeah, made an a... all-defensive team. That was my biggest thing. He was never no. all-defensive team, never a defensive player of the year or anything like that. That was my big concern for him. He knew what he was there to do, man. <laughs> no, he was there to make score. And the boy did yes, that. Yes, sir. Go jam on, okay. on dudes there. Or go with the baseline. Um, all right. Is, so I'm up at number 17 here. Uh, I think this is going to be another guy that we all have on our list. And I am just much lower. And I've always been vocally uh, lower on this person. I, I have one-liners for these guys. And this guy I have is known as the most talented underachiever. And that is Kevin Durant. I think when we're talking about the skill of Kevin Durant, I do think he is top 10. And I, that's, that's one thing. But my kind of take here with um, the current players is if they retired today, where would they be? Um, I have a hard time putting Kevin Durant over the next three or four guys that I have because of the situations of his career. But before we get into those, I, there's a lot of good with Kevin Durant, right? Like how many guys have averaged 27 points a game? Uh, over the course of their career. He's a two-time champion. He's appeared in four um, four champions. He was a finals MVP in both of those years. He's been to 12 playoff appearances in 14 years. That's that's something that's super underlooked, especially when you're talking about a year um, that he missed due to the Achilles injury. Uh, he's a 13-time All-Star. He was an MVP uh, in 2014, six-time uh, six first-team All-NBA, as well as 10, other sele- or 10 selections to go with it. Uh, four-time scoring champion. He's again. He's six ten, six eleven. He's got the ball handling skills of a guard. Again, to me, with this, there's nothing about talent. I cannot overlook the fact of what he has had in his career. We talk about a guy like Kevin Garnett who got drafted by the T Wolves, and you know, I understand that those guys have a tougher time to win, but he didn't necessarily dra- get drafted into the situation as Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant was drafted into a situation where they also got. Russell Westbrook in the near future, as well as James Harden, as well as Serge Ibaka. And we know how good those teams were. Multiple 50-win teams in Oklahoma City. Blew a 3-1 lead in the conference finals to the Golden State Warriors in 2016. Joins them the year after. Wins. That's his only winning in his career. And I think that there's nothing to argue there. Because then he went to go back and put together his own team. He brings in Kyrie. He brings in Harden. Doesn't work. Demands a trade. In his first year with Phoenix, comes up short against Nikola Jokic. I have no issue raising Kevin Durant when the time is right, but the guy has only has one MVP. And for as talented as, he, as talented as he is, and he only has the one MVP and only two rings with the greatest team that was ever built. Like, I mean, Steph, Clay, Dre, and KD. Like, I know how good the Bulls were, but the Bulls weren't built to be what the Warriors were built to be, in my opinion. And I just, I, listen. I, I get I get it with Kevin Durant and I get the talent, but ultimately when we put the whole piece to the puzzle, like this is a guy that I look at and it should be a lot more. And um, I, I I feel comfortable keeping him here if he retired and if he gets better, I have no or if he has uh, more winning and he can win outside of Golden State, I have no issue moving him up. I cannot have him higher than seventeen until he wins outside of Golden State. Jamie, your thoughts on Kevin Durant at seventeen? You're muted. Muted, Jay. 
I got him a little higher than you do, um, but um, again, for all the reasons you said, don't want to get into it too much. Um, agree with everything you said, actually. Mike? Yeah, I have him on my list. Um, he's not at this spot for me. He is a little higher. I won't go too in-depth. Um, I think you make a good point. There's a lot that could be said against him um, to you know, the winning ways and needing a lot of help. Um, I'll talk more, like like I just said, I'll, when I have him on my list here. Um, sometimes the talent overlooks some of the lack of, you know, achievements for me. He might be one of those players where his talent is just, you know, unmatched in some level. So I'll, I'll wait to go deeper there. And I again, I have no qualms saying this guy is a top 10 talent. I'm very aware that this guy is a top 10 talent. I think you'd have to be blind to see that again. Just the, the ball handling, the shooting, the the defense. Again, although he, he's never been an all-defensive guy. He's never been an all-defensive. He's never been a defense player of the year guy. Like There's definitely things lacking in his resume. So when I think when people jump to putting him as high as, I think people are no qualms putting him at like 10 to 12. And I think that's just a little too high for a guy with no defensive accolades, only two rings in a perfect situation. Um, but hey, listen, it's, it is what it is. And uh, Kevin Durant will, you know, it'll always be the debate of Kevin Durant, in my opinion, at those spots. Moving into number 16, Jamie, we'll start with you. 16, I have Charles Barkley. Um, Mike touched on him a little bit. Um, one of four players to record 20,000 points, 10,000 boards, and 4,000 assists in his career. Um, won an MVP in 1993 when Michael Jordan was basically in his prime. Um, 29th all-time all today in points scored. Um, just, you know, undersized, but never never underwhelming. Um, he's an absolute beast down low. Uh, we talked about him playing... I think it was six eight, but I think he played like he was six eleven. Man, um, just one of those um, positionless players, in my opinion, and uh, that's why I got him at sixteen. No chip, um, but uh, it is what it is. This this list is hard. Sorry, Jamie. Who did you say? I missed it. Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley, yeah, no, Charles, yeah, we kind of talked about this with Mike again. He's not on my list, so this is kind of a good spot to talk about Charles. Jamie, who is you? I'm sorry, <laughs> Charles Barkley or Carl Malone? Did you say you have? So you don't have Carl Malone on your list, right? But you have Charles. Correct. What what stands out to you more about Charles? Oh wait, I guess I want to ask you. He never had John Stockton. Um... He really, I mean, until he went to Houston, he never really had anything. Um, but still was dropping 50 in the playoffs. Um, Who was his I mean, point Carl guard in did Houston? That, but, Smith? Uh, Kevin Johnson, I want to say. Kevin Johnson. For at least their championship run, uh, it was Kevin Johnson. Maybe Danny Ainge for a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. Solid. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. nah, I mean John Stockton, yeah, no, John Stockton. Is so that that'd be the only reason. No, that's, no, that's a good point. Um, and like you said, it was kind of positionless. And again, he might have not been another player. Like I, I kind of like thinking about ranking these players too. Is can they play in every era? And it feels like Charles is a guy that probably could play in every era, just because he is. Uh, you know, the undersized scores right now are kind of becoming a thing again, especially with a guy who can has a little bit of a. A little bit of a jumper. Obviously, he doesn't necessarily have a three ball, but his mid-range game was pretty solid. So, um, I do like Charles here, Jamie. 
Um, we have him at 16. So, Mike, what do you think about Charles at 16? 16. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I again, I have Barkley at 19, um, so he's obviously on my list. Uh, I think for 16, um, the next guy I have at 16, a championship, as we're, we're getting further up this list, uh, championships go. I think that may dock against him just a little, but... Like I, I've already went on my rant. I do do love me some Barkley. Um, kind of a one of a kind player that I'm not sure if you're going to see that type of what he can do at, um, with his physique and and what he brings to the game or brought to the game. My bad. Uh, I was still muted. Yeah. No. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we talked about Charles. We continue to talk about Charles. He is Charles Barkley. And, I, hey, listen, I do enjoy watching him on TV. I'm glad that he kind of has continued to carry on the, uh, the path that he has, and he still has a great connection with the game. Um, Charles is definitely one of the best undersized fours that have ever played the game. So definitely a spot to talk about him here. Um, I'm going to move into number 16 here. Mike, you've mentioned him at... 19 or 20, I have Dwayne Wade. Um, I think he is one of the most underrated players of all time. Mike, you've kind of mentioned the stats, three-time MVP, or the three-time NBA champion, um, 13-time All-Star in 16 years, 13 playoff appearances in 16 years. The big thing for me was about Dwayne Wade, and the reason why I have him over Kevin Durant, uh, over a Kevin Durant, is the simple fact of the 2006 NBA Finals. When the, the shit hit the fan and they this team really started to face adversity, they were down 0-2. Dwayne Wade's next four games that year in the NBA Finals, Game 3, 42 points, 13 boards, 2 assists, 2 steals, win. Game 4, 36 points, 6 boards, 3 assists, a steal, and a block, one. Game 5, 43 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals, one. And then in Game 6, the closeout game, 36 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 steals, 3 blocks, and he won. He has the most dunks for a guard who is under 6-4. He was the... Um, Second, he's the co-star with LeBron in four straight finals trips. I think there's there's a ton to say about that, especially in a year uh, when they won two of them. And he was probably the best player in the 2010-2011 NBA Finals for the Miami Heat, as we know the, the LeBron kind of collapsed there. Um, but I, I think when we talk about Dwayne Wade, uh, his ranks as a Miami Heat, first in games, first in minutes, first in field goals, first in free throws, first in points, fourth in rebounds, first in assists, second in steals or first in steals and second in block um the resume for Dwayne Wade I think is super underrated and I think again when people think about Dwayne Wade we think about the the Miami with LeBron days way too much go back and check out who Dwayne was Dwayne Wade was when he was making the circus shots he was an absolute stud on defense I think he's a very underrated defender but he was also named Flash so um but I just I am huge on Dwayne Wade, and I think he's way too low on list. So I have him here at 16. Mike, your thoughts on Dwayne Wade at 16? Yeah, again, I have Wade on my list at 20. Um, 16, I, I, you make a lot of good points for him uh, there. You, it, It's tough for him to even manage a regular season MVP with the amount of talent in the league at that point in time, much less competing against LeBron, but you did say finals MVP. Um, I think he has three, maybe second team, all defensive uh, defensive teams. Um, I don't have that pulled up right in front of me, so it could be wrong. 
Uh, but yeah, big Wade fan. Um, 16, uh, like I said, it's a little higher for me, um, but I have him at 20, so I uh, respect it altogether. Definitely missing the MVP. I, I wish he had the MVP. I, I feel like that would could validate some things, but listen, I think if that's what all it comes down to, when we're talking about a peak LeBron, a young Kevin Durant, uh, you have Kevin Garnett winning MVPs around this time, or well, he won Defensive Player of the Year, um, but just the talent in the NBA was so heavy there in 08. Um, I do, or in that stretch, I do wish he would have won one. I think that would have been awesome. But again, peak Dirk. There was just so many guys at that time in the NBA. Uh, Jamie, your thoughts on D Wade? Too high. You think it's way too high, Jeff? No, I don't think it's. I mean, I don't have him on my list. I don't think it's way too high. Um, like I said, I mean, from 11 to 12, 20 could be 50 different people, in my opinion. Um, it's all. It's all preference. Like you, you, you're one of your most memorable um, times watching the Heat or LeBron is probably with D Wade. So I mean, you watch a lot of that. Um, yeah, D Wade. D Wade is w- one of the greatest man. He's just uh, not in my top twenty. Um, the Flash. I remember his his first championship run was unreal. You you mentioned the stats, but even the stats don't do it justice. This dude was absolutely dominated every aspect of every finals game um it was impressive he was so much fun to watch in the open court he was just incredible when he had his head down and he was attacking the days when he was the guy man uh, whew, I, those those d-wade days i could go back and watch d-wade film four days um i'll move into number 16 here i have yeah no no mike you need to go wait Yep, I think I yeah, have Mike to go needs to go for sixteen. Yep, go ahead. Mike. Yep. Uh, so this guy's already been mentioned. I believe Jamie has mentioned him. I I can't remember who at this point, but I have the big ticket himself, Kevin Garnett, at sixteen. Uh, he's a guy who's won a championship, uh, a regular season MVP in '03 and '04. Uh, Twenty-one seasons in the NBA, which is impressive. Fourteen uh, playoff appearances. Four first team All NBAs, nine all uh, all together, uh, first, second, and third. Jamie attested to it. Uh, really, defense goes a lot with KG. Um, nine time All uh, first team All defensive, uh, and then I think he has three more second team. Fifteen time All Star, a Defensive Player of the Year, and a four time rebounding champ. Um, Kevin Garnett for um, averages I have. They're not the most flashy. Uh, about 17, uh, 17.8 points a game for his career, uh, 10 rebounds a game, 3.7 assists. Um, his MVP season, he was 24 a game, almost 14 boards a game. Uh, Jamie said it, th- 13.9, uh, and then five assists. And then just to um, kind of you know reiterate, I-, I think a lot when we hear about him, Kevin Garnett, when he won the championship with the Boston Celtics, um, I think we oftentimes think of Paul Pierce as the face of that team, which makes sense. Paul Pierce is a you know a Celtic um, you know legend, but Kevin Garnett, when they won the championship, averaged twenty points a game, ten and a half boards, and three and a uh, three point three assists. Obviously, a very um, you know vital point, uh, vital part to that championship team. He wasn't uh, you know there for the ride. Uh, he was still uh, a big factor. Um, Defense goes a long ways, as I mentioned, but Kevin Garnett just impacts winning, and I think that's why I got him at 16 here. I, 
there's no other way for me to say this. I fucking love KG, man. I love the energy. I love the trash talking. Yeah, he could take it a little too far. We we know we know some of the stories. But man, like when you listen to some of these pros podcasts or you listen to anytime you hear a Kevin Garnett story, that shit is gold. Like Kevin Garnett just seems like one of those dudes, man, um, that I, I would love, man. I just feel like me, we feel like we'd always be arguing, but it would be, he's just a guy that I just, I, I'm huge on Kevin Garnett. I, I still have him a little higher, um, but defensively, I can say, I'll just say it now, but I think defensively he might be top three, top five defensive player we've ever seen. Jamie, your thoughts on KG? I mean, I already already alluded to him uh, quite a bit. Um, yeah, he's, I mean, struck fear into his opponents. Um, that's a lot of what you hear about him. Um, one of the most vocal leaders I've ever heard. You'll hear that man over 50,000 people. Uh, the, the dude was, uh, he was, he was awesome. Plain and simple. Yeah, for sure. We will move into uh number 15 here i'll i'll lead off here i'll take uh carl malone at number 15 i think this is a little high this is the only guy on my list um that does not have a ring but the thing with carl malone is he was a piece of shit but he was a talented piece of shit uh nba regular season ranks i mean second in minute third in points third in field goals made first in free throws made um seventh in rebounds the longevity of his career mike we we have discussed with you um, he was an all-star MVP in 89 as well. Um, uh, not trying not to dive into too much of what you have already dove into. Um, the only thing missing with Carl Malone though, is a ring. I think Carl Malone could be the second greatest power forward all, of all time. Um, but I have a hard time making that argument right now without him having that ring. So, uh, for now I'll, or, well, I guess it ain't going to change, but, or I guess he's fourth. He's not even third. He'd be fourth. So, um, but that's Carl Malone. I, we can go into it, uh, the no ring thing is weird, but the consistency and the longevity, longevity of Carl Malone cannot be overstated, in my opinion. And I think those two things have a ton of value. Um, do, do you guys want to talk about Carl, or Mike, do you want to start here at number 15? Uh, I can jump in at 15. I've said my piece on Carl Malone. Um, uh, he's bound to make this list at some point, I think, I, I think for everybody. I have uh, Dirk Nowitzki here at number 15. Um, I don't know if he can win an award for this, but I'll claim it for him. (laughs) He is probably the greatest international player uh, we have ever seen, best European player uh, the NBA has ever seen. Dirk with, um, let me see here, a championship. And I know, Steve, talking to you in the past, and I think, Jamie, we've talked about this on the pod before, but arguably one of the best uh, or hardest-earned championship runs um, that we've seen. So he has a championship. Uh, Dirk also has a finals MVP. Another guy, 21 seasons in the NBA. Um, The last couple seasons, I'm not sure if he could get up and down the floor very much, but uh, 15 playoff appearances, a regular season MVP. Four first-team All-NBAs, uh, 12 uh, altogether, um, first, and sec- or first, second, third. 14-time All-Star, uh, and I guess, if I have this correct, sixth all-time in scoring. Um, career averages, 20 a game, seven and a half boards, two assists. Um, he's a, for, On his career, we talk about 50, 40, 90 guys. Uh, he had 
averaged 47 uh, field goal percentage, uh, 38 three-point percentage, and uh, about 88 free throw percentage. So on a career, he's almost averaging uh, 50, 40, 90, which is incredible. Um, his 2010-11 run, he's at, got 23 points a game, seven boards, um, 51 uh, field goal percentage, 39.8 three-point percentage, and 89 uh almost 90 free throw percentage. I believe that was his MVP year. Um, and then going to the championship average uh, for the finals or the playoffs, excuse me, 27 a game, eight boards again, near 50, 40, 90 uh, averages for the playoffs. So consistency with Dirk um, we talked about, or I, I mentioned probably one of the hardest earned playoff uh, championship runs had to go through the Miami heat. Um, didn't have, I mean, had a good team clearly, but didn't have a lot of support. Greatest seven foot, you know, big man, uh, shooter, excuse me. Uh, so yeah, I don't know a lot I have to say about Dirk. Um, so he's at 15 for me and uh, maybe some people have him higher or lower, but I like that spot for him on my list. A lot of love for Dirk, man. A lot of love for Germany winning the FIBA world championship, but Dirk is, I mean, Dirk's was incredible. I think he might be arguably the uh, the greatest, toughest shot maker um, ever. That turnaround fadeaway, which he went on that run in 2011 where no one could do anything about it. Uh, no matter how you defended it, he could go over either shoulder. He could shoot from all three uh, levels on the basketball floor. The guy was absolutely efficient and incredible. Um, did lack a little on defense, but without a doubt, the best uh, international, at least European. I don't know how we're considering Tim Duncan here. Um, the Virgin Islands are a U.S. thing, but I don't know. There's a whole thing about that. Um, but either or, he's definitely the greatest European. He's definitely the greatest seven-foot shooter of all time. Sorry, Cat, with no no disrespect. Um, I know I know we're going far with saying that, but um, again, just no, one of the greatest. The <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but one of the greatest, toughest shot makers that we have seen. That turnaround, that patent turnaround fadeaway, one leg up. Uh, they have it on the court. Um, that just shows the stamp that it had. And he led the Mavericks to their only championship in their history of the uh, NBA. So a lot of love there for Dirk. Jamie, your thoughts on Dirk? Fifteen. Yeah, I mean, to to dumb it down, Dirk was an absolute bucket. Um, he Dirk won the my most my favorite my most favorite NBA championship not from the Lakers not that the Lakers won when he beat LeBron and uh D Wade and Chris Bosh on the heat um it was one of my most favorite um like finals ever he was just absolutely dominating um yeah I don't have Dirk in my top 20 either now I'm starting to like question Ah. myself there's so many guys like I'm like Dirk oh my god I feel so disrespectful to the man but hey it is what it is um were you loving when he swept the Lakers that year in the playoffs when the Lakers were what like 58 and or 57 and 25 that year yeah yeah it was that would have been Kobe's uh, 3P year right that was Kobe's 3P year yeah all right um, his, his second, his second three P year. I, th- yeah, I think that year. one, that one for me, it took us to get to fifteen. But that one for me is the first. Like, wow, I'm surprised that you again. No disrespect to you, but just surprised you didn't have him on there. Um, me too. It makes me interested. Me too. Who you have? Me three actually. <laughs> <laughs> he's a guy that I feel like does have like more than one championship under his belt. But no, but I mean that Western Conference and kind of his heyday was very tough to get through too. So. 
I mean, that was that would. I mean, we're talking those prime Laker teams, Kobe, Shaq, and then Spurs, the Spurs teams. Yeah. yeah, it was very tough at that time. But again, did make it in 06 and that year. I mean, they very well. He was incredible that year. They went on a crazy run. Uh, ultimately, fell short to the D Wade year. But with that being said, um, let's move into Jamie at number fifteen. Number 15, I have the Slim Reaper, um, Kevin Durant. Um, we've gotten into him a little bit. Uh, two-time NBA champ, two-times finals uh, MVP, um, two-time All-Star game MVP, one-time MVP. I mean, all the all the good stuff you want to hear about. But uh, when it's all said and done, he's going to be one of the hardest guys to have ever played this game to guard. Um and he's one of the most efficient and um, unguardable players that um, will ever end up playing this game. Uh, he'd be higher, but um, he, had, like Steve alluded to, he had to. When he went to Golden State, it lost a little bit um, for me. Like it was kind of like a win lose kind of scenario. Uh, he won, but um, it kind of hurt his his um, his legacy, in my opinion. Um, but top 15 i'll i mean i'm sure you take that in anybody's list yeah and he's one that seems to be very vocal well not very vocal about not caring about anyone's list too so uh mm-hmm. it, it's interesting i think i think a knock on kevin durant that i didn't really talk about earlier is just uh what fan base like loves kevin durant that he played for i think that's something that it will be interesting to monitor in his career sounded like things with gold state ended sour um my one question i want to ask you mike i'll ask you first would you well? You still haven't mentioned his name yet, so I don't know where you're at. Would you still place him on your list, uh, wherever you have him? If he didn't have the two rings in Golden State, um, say he went somewhere else or he stayed in Oklahoma City and he doesn't have any rings, would you still have him at the same place, or do you think those two still get him up further in the? League? I I think fortunately for him, <clears throat> he played with arguably, you know, one of the greatest teams ever, if not the greatest team. Um, so I think those two rings go a long way for me to get him up on my list. Uh, I think without those rings, he does fall back for me. I don't know if I right on spot where I could tell you I would put him, um, but he's another guy that, despite again in this scenario with no rings, I would have to still include him somewhere. I think in somewhere on this list, maybe or fighting for a spot on this list, just because of uh, his pure talent, skill, and we're not going to see many like Kevin Durant. Jamie, would he still be on your list? Without the two rings in Golden State? If he, if he didn't no. go to Golden State and didn't win the two rings? No. Okay. I'm just interested. I'm just, it's, it's the Kevin Durant that's story. Four, be... That's four awards to me. You know what I mean? It's two chips, but also two finals MVPs. So you take away, I mean, that's everything he's ever won, basically, besides that one MVP, and really is that's that good, good enough? That's a good point. That's, that's the only thing that kills me is, like, if he doesn't go to Golden State, I can only assume with the amount of talent that he's played outside of Golden State with um, that he still wouldn't have figured out winning. And I could be very wrong for saying that, um, but him not winning with his team, uh, his own team, I guess I should say, where he's the true alpha is, just very concerning to me. Um, but with he that being said, has, oh, 
Go ahead. He definitely has been a little unlucky, but he kind of asked for it when he moves so much. You know what I mean? Like the dude has been unlucky with injuries, but at the same time, I mean, what? <laughs> hey, and if his big ass foot wasn't on the line, they would have beat uh, Milwaukee in that series too, and then they would have played the Suns in the finals, and there that could have been it. Um, but ultimately, uh, they played a game seven and they didn't win a game seven. So, um, just kind of mm-hmm. the breaks that it goes. Uh, Mike, who do you have here at number 14? 14, I have the big O, Oscar Robertson. Um, kind of an old school guy. Um, in the 60s was his, you know, prime time. Um, yeah, big O. Uh, I'm just going to read through some of his uh, accolades here. One championship. 14 seasons, uh, 10 playoff appearances, an MVP, nine-time first-team All-NBA, and I believe uh, 11 altogether All-NBA selections, Uh, 12-time All-Star, three-time All-Star MVP, uh, a Rookie of the Year, and um, second-most triple-doubles recently passed in a a a couple seasons ago by Russell Westbrook. Um, So a guy that really does it all, fills out the stat sheet, Altogether, uh, averages twenty uh, uh, for his career twenty five a game, seven and a half, um, and then nine and a half uh, assists a game. He did in his second season average a triple double with thirty point eight points per game, twelve and a half boards, and eleven point four assists. Uh, I, I think this is an era thing. I think maybe. Um, I have him too high on this list. He's a guy that I think, again, being in the 60s, I can't say how much you know footage I've seen of him and whatnot. I think a guy just uh, in is a legend, and just you hear through the kind of uh, generations of, as a person who's always um, on one of these lists. I think people argue as him being one of the best point guards to ever play the game. Um, so yeah, big O. Um, I don't really, unfortunately, know too much more about him. I wish I had more notes on him, but uh, just kind of going accolades, his legendary status, kind of averaging a triple-double, second-most triple-doubles all-time. Um, that only recently got broken. Um, got me at 14. Yeah, he's, he's one of two players to ever win a triple do- or to average a triple-double for the length of the season, and in no matter what era, it felt like Oscar was a guy who could play in every single era. Um he was incredible. He played with Freem. He played with those Buck teams. He was drafted by the Cincinnati Royals first overall in like it was like nineteen sixty or something. Uh, so it just you know, I think it's it's a guy that you have to pay respect to. I do have him a little higher here, so I, I don't want to get into too much. But yeah, I mean, uh, the big O is the big O man. He was the walking triple double. He's a guy who kind of normalized a triple double in a time where. Uh, they didn't know really what that is. And let's be real, only two players have only averaged a triple-double. So I think that speaks on how hard it is to do uh, that feat. Jamie, any final things on the big O? Where you got him, Steve? Mm, coming up here. Me too. Not, um, not just yet. Do you so have him yeah, right now? Um, no, no, no. Not right now, but yeah, uh, yeah, my next, yeah, I got my next next pick. Spot, so, I think. Uh, all right, Jamie. Yeah, for, uh, all the, for all the things. Uh, 14, I got Isaiah Thomas, um, the first, Ooh. uh, 
the dude he he was basically the the Kyrie Irving and Steph Curry ball handling you see now like he basically you know kind of invented that style of play for um like young small point guards and uh two-time NBA champion um in an era with MJ um uh with late Larry Bird and I mean late Magic Johnson they're still alive but I mean they were old back then you know what I mean um just uh an absolute beast uh 10 all-NBA teams Six, uh, oh, no, sorry. Um, I think he's ninth in assists all time, 17th in steals. Um, I just remember watching this guy a lot when, uh, when I was younger. Um, actually, not when I was younger, but when I was, you know, started watching like old school basketball, and, uh, he really changed the game for like little guards in that area, in that, uh, era to me. Demi. Um, without going too crazy here, I don't want to know too much. Where does he rank on your point guard list? So that I believe would my guess would be four. You're on mute. Top of my head, I want to say four. Yeah, four yeah. or five. Okay. Four. Uh, a guy who won a champion, I believe, one championship. I think you said, James, and I believe that championship he or two. Sorry, one of those championships. Um, didn't have another all-star on the roster that year um it was a it was one of those runs where you know the bulls could never those jordan bulls teams could never get by this detroit pistons team obviously we know the way that they how physical they play um isaiah thomas i the bad boys yeah he was isaiah thomas was obviously one of the bad boys and we know how good those bad boys pistons teams were um i think it's a very interesting uh rating here from you i do not have isaiah thomas on i wasn't sure we'd hear his name but i i do have him on one of my my tier four where it goes from 12 to 25 i'm also with you that i think uh there's some undervalue in some sense of isaiah thomas and how great he was again two championships in a in an era where you're playing against the Bulls with Jordan, the Lakers with Magic, and Kareem, and the Celtics with Bird. Mike, your thoughts on Isaiah? Yeah, I took a... I don't have him on my list, but I did take a look at him. He did kind of come across my mind and somebody I did look into enough. Um, or I, maybe I didn't look into him enough, but uh, you make a lot of good points, Jamie. Um, he might be one that I know I said I thought about him. Maybe I kind of forgot about him or slept on him too much, but uh, definitely some people's uh, best point guard of all time. Not mine per se, but uh, I think he's in that discussion. I know um, you guys are just talking about that. But no, Isaiah Thomas is iconic. Um, yeah, uh, legendary team with the Bad Boy Pistons gave Jordan a run for his money. I love the beef that they had back in the day and that they still have. Um, Zeke, I think, as his nickname is. So, yep. Isaiah Thomas, good pick. Absolutely, it's definitely one I didn't see coming. Just so we're clear, so none of us have Isaiah, or Chris Paul as a top five point guard of all time, correct? Just kind of going based on our list. I no. think when I count the point guards that where you picked and uh, the ones that are still there, it seems like that he's not a top five point guard on any of our lists. And I think that's valid, you know, the Chris Paul thing. You know, I, I do have Carl Malone up high, but uh, if Chris Paul can have this long career and he can find a way to start for the Warriors and 
be this guy for the Warriors that we're kind of not, maybe I'm not expecting. I don't really know what's going to happen, but I, I'm interested to see how his career finishes. Um, but uh, yeah, the Chris Paul thing, I'm not his biggest fan. I know Mike's not his biggest fan. I'm not sure that Jamie is either. So I just find it interesting that none of us have him in the top five. And I was just kind of wondering, did anyone consider him on this list tonight or no? Was he by far out of the picture? No? Okay. All right. Um, let's move into number 14 for me. Um, I have Kevin Garnett. This is where I have Kevin Garnett. Uh, Mike, you kind of talked about him already, so I don't necessarily need to get too crazy into it. Um, but what I want to bring up is kind of his tenure with Minnesota. Obviously, people are going to talk about the championships and this and that. Um, but when we look at the T-Wolves and his ranks where he has like all of his stats with the T-Wolves, uh, he's first in games, first in minutes, first in points, first in field goals, first in free throws, first in rebounds, first in steals, first in blocks. He leads this uh, franchise in every single category. Um, he, you know, he didn't he didn't win with them, but the minute he got traded to Boston was the minute he won his first defensive player of the year, and that goes with nine uh, first team all defensive selections, which ties for the most with Kobe, uh, Jordan, and Gary Payton. So I. The level of defender that I've said this guy is, I, I, he's so versatile, versatile defensively. He was the greatest weak side defender. He was seven foot, but he could read everything. He saw everything coming, could protect the rim, uh, could play at the perimeter. And I think Kevin Garnett today would be better than probably he was in his time just because of his versatility. And I think his ability to knock down jumpers. And I think, you know, if he was playing today, he'd probably be able to step out and even hit a three now. Um, and just the, if he could evolve with today's game, I think he could even be better today than what he was in the 2000s. I think he was just a little bit ahead of his time. Any, uh, Jamie does, or Mike, do you guys have any final things you guys want to say here on KG? Okay. Nope. Let's go into number 13, starting with you, Jamie. 13. Uh, he's, his name's Ben said, uh, big O Oscar Robertson. Um, Averaged 26, 8, and 10 in his career. Um, averaged 30, over 30 points a game six times in his career. Uh, I feel like, in my opinion, he was kind of like Magic before Magic. Um, just instead of Showtime, just the most fundamentally sound basketball player around. Um, yeah, he invented the triple-double. We all know what it is now, but uh, without him, it wouldn't even um, be known um, played in 12 straight All-Star games, selected a, um All-NBA first team nine consecutive seasons, won MVP in 63-64, championship 71. Um, uh, just another one of guys of those of these guys to me that uh, are like iconic and changed the game. So that's why I got him at 13. Crazy, Jamie. I didn't think we would have anyone on the same exact line, and here we are. I also have Oscar at 13, so I can tie into this. So, yeah, I'm with you, Jamie. Um, the walking triple-double, the iconic guy, the guy that really stands out the most to me in the 60s in some ways, and I know that might be a little crazy, but uh, he was just the most well-rounded point guard. And, again, like you said, we hadn't saw that until we saw Magic. And, uh, obviously, Oscar still wasn't 6'9 and could do what Magic could do, but he was so fundamentally sound. And, um, listen, I think this is just a great spot to pay respect. And this is a guy that I've absolutely always respected. Uh, every time I've gone back and looked into the history of the game, Mike, your thoughts on the, O, the big O. Yeah. I mean, I just had him at 14. So you guys have him at 13 makes sense to me. Um, all paying our dues. Yeah. I love that. 
Jamie, number uh, number twelve or no, I, Mike, number thirteen. It's a guy that you guys have said already. Um, maybe I'm a, a bit higher on it, or I am obviously higher on, on him uh, than you guys are. But I do have KD Kevin Durant at thirteen. Maybe I'm going off pure talent here. Um, he's got. I'll read through my accolades that he has. Um, I can't find him. Okay, so the two championships, uh, the two finals MVP, uh, 15 years in the league, 12 playoff appearances, a regular season MVP, uh, six first-team All-NBA selections, 10 in total, um, All-NBA's 13-time All-Star. I have him at two-time MVP of the All-Star game, one rookie of the year, four-time scoring champ. Um, So I think that speaks volumes to me just those accolades i'm not i know we can make the case that his two rings are with golden state um but if we're gonna play that game with kevin durant i also think could we not if if steph is on your guys list if you want to talk about steph if you want to talk about clay if you want to talk about those warriors um you could also make a case that he we don't know that they would have won the championship without kevin durant they're a very good team. They won without him before. A lot of signs show that they probably could have won without him. But um, the fact of the matter is they did win those championships with him. If you take him off, then who knows? So I feel like if we're talking about those rings and we have to kind of flip the coin and say, oh, well, maybe um, those guys don't have those championships without Kevin Durant. So um, I'll just go through some of uh, his you know, stats here, too. 27 a game, seven boards, uh, four assists. Uh, over his career another guy that's flirting with a 50 40 90 um, for career averages 49.9 for a field goal percentage 38.5 three-point percentage and 88.6 free throw percentage Um, so yeah uh, I mean definitely those numbers speak for himself averaging uh, 25 and 26 uh, points a game for those finals runs um, eight boards and six boards respectively, and then four assists and five uh, assists for those finals. So it wasn't like he was just there for the ride. Um, You know, a lot of people say he was the best player on those teams. Um, It wasn't like Steph carrying it, but he did obviously have a lot of help. And I think, like I said, just pure seven foot. We're not going to see another seven footer like him. Um, I suppose maybe at some level, what do you want to say about Wimbayama? I don't know, but Kevin Durant's kind of a one-on-one or one-of-one of of what we've seen so far in the NBA, so that's why I got him at 13. Yeah, you mentioned you don't know that if the Warriors would have won the championships without Kevin Durant, and I think that's a fair assumption. I think when you go back and look, um, the 2017 finals, I think the Cavs probably would have won. That was LeBron's probably best team that he had. I know that was the year that they didn't win, and uh, 2016 is the year they won. 2018, Kyrie was already gone. So 2017 was kind of the year where the Cavs were the most efficient. And uh, that was the year where they actually, I think they really needed him the most. I think the other two, uh, well, the, they didn't beat the Raptors, but I think they still would have had a legitimate shot to beat the Raptors. Um, but, but so many injuries. Obviously, KD uh, hurt his Achilles that series. That was the series that I believe played. Thompson had got hurt in, and then the Warriors kind of ran out of options. Um, even though they kind of made a late push late in that series, it was just a little too late. So the fact that Kevin Durant does have those two rings in the finals MVP, um, I think there is an argument to make where they needed him for one of those years. And that would have been the following the year they blew the 3-1 lead. Um, and hey, and if they don't 
win and they're not successful in 2017 uh, without Kevin Durant, I think there's could be some fair questions on uh, what would have happened next with the Golden State Warriors at that point. Uh, any final points here, Jamie, on Kevin Durant? No, sir. No. Okay, let's move into, so we are at number 12. So I will start here. Mike, you have already mentioned this guy. Jamie, he is not on your list. It is the great greatest seven-foot shooter of all time. Um, Mike, I kind of want to talk about the run in the 2011 NBA Finals uh, in Dirk. Uh, the first round, he beat the Blazers, a 48-win team. He beat them in six games. He stopped Kobe from three-peating uh, in a sweep um, in a year where the Lakers were 57-25, and 25, and then he beat the young Oklahoma City Thunder in five games, who were 55-27. and 27. And then we obviously know what they did to the Miami Heat and LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. Uh, in the year where they were 58 and 24, I think this is easily, um, not maybe not easily, but I think this is one of the most impressive runs that we have ever seen to win an NBA championship. Uh, going through Kobe, Kevin Durant, LeBron, and Dwayne Wade uh, was a crazy uh, task for him to complete. Um, I think if he has another championship, I think there's a case where we could be talking about him as a top 10 player of all time. Um, again, the best seven-foot shooter we have ever seen. We know all the numbers. Uh, he's fourth in NBA minutes of all in all time, uh, sixth most in points, the most the most for an international player in Mavs ranks. I mean, first in games, minutes, steal goals, threes, steal goal or free throws, points, rebounds, uh, fourth in assists, and second in steals, and first in block. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki, I think, just again the toughest the the best toughest shot maker we've ever seen and the the patent fadeaway changed the game forever and i think we see the impact on the seven footer shooting three uh today and i think this is where we start to get into the guys who have really changed the game and i'm not sure there's many more that have changed the game more than dirk Nowitzki here <laughs> david what you got <laughs> you're right you're absolutely right um I would say he's probably not only the best seven foot um, three point shooter. He's probably the best big man scorer outside the paint to uh, to ever exist. Um, as I'm thinking to myself, he was uh, dude just knew how to get it done, man. Uh, by any means necessary. Um, that one leg uh, patented patent. Oh, I'll I'll work on that <laughs> for next time. Uh, jumper. Um, yeah, he was a. Uh, I, I should have put him on my list and I didn't, but, um, 21 year career too, just longevity, 15, yeah. 21 years, 15 years of making the playoffs. Um, he's, is he top 10 in scoring? I feel like, yeah, he's, he's six. He's sick. Damn. Yep. Okay. Yep. 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 Dirk, Dirk, Dirk is a true staple. I think second greatest power forward, in my opinion of all time. Um, let's move into Mike for number five. Number 12, I don't believe anybody has mentioned his name yet. Uh, I have the dream, Hakeem Olajuwon. Uh, two NBA championships, two finals MVPs, 18, year, um, 18 years in the league, 15 playoff appearances, does have a regular season MVP, does have six first-team All-NBAs, uh, 12 in total, uh, All-NBA selections, five-time first-team All-Defensive, 12-time All-Star, two-time Defensive Player of the Year, two-time Rebound Champ, and a three-time Blocks Leader in the NBA. Uh, a lot of accolades there for him. Um, another guy who 
you know, looking offensively, 21, uh, almost 22 points a game on his career, uh, averaging about 11 boards a game, two and a half assists, but also shooting uh, over 51%. And four, uh, his career averaging three blocks a game, which is uh, very impressive. So, yeah, offense is there, but another guy who really defense uh, was kind of the name of the game for him. Um, got two championships with the Houston Rockets. Maybe have asterisks next to him because uh, MJ was not in the league, but nonetheless, he won them, uh, I believe, with Kenny Smith as the PG. Um, so, yeah, Hakeem, uh, another, uh, I guess, legend. Um, got, got it done both uh, ends of the floor, and like I said, a lot of accolades to kind of back it up, um, kind of dipped his hand in a lot of different categories uh, to be um, leading in certain se- uh, certain seasons and whatnot. So, yeah, Hakeem at 12. Swisher dish, Jamie. The Hakeem Olajuwon Rockets would have been Michael Jordan's toughest challenge in the NBA Finals. Muted. Swish, swish, swish. I agree. I think if Kareem would have played with Magic the year that Jordan beat Magic and the Lakers, I think that would be a thing, but he was not there, and I think this Rockets team would fit. It's just deeper. This team was this team was really good. Mike Swisher to I feel like I'd have to really go back down and break down some of those teams. Um but yeah, I, I it would make sense. There's you have Carl Malone, John Stockton, but there was Nobody liked Hakeem as well, so you could convince me of that. Was that Hakeem, Kenny Smith? Was Clyde on the team at that point? Clyde Drexler, or was that later on in his career? It might have been a little later. I'm trying to think. They had... um... Anyway. um, Yeah, I'll look it up. Yeah, I didn't mean to put you on the spot like that. Um... No, you're good. I'm going to be mad. Mentioning this as well, I can pull it up while you speak. I mean, I got, I have Hakeem in my list as well. Um, needless to say, we won't be discussing him today, from my perspective. They did have Clyde, and they also had uh, Vernon <laughs> Maxwell. That's what I Yeah, Vernon Maxwell, and uh, they had a, another power forward. Yep, there he is. Sam Cassell. This team, these teams were. Mario Ellie, Robert Ory. Yep. All right. Um, so that puts us at Jamie for number twelve. Um, this is this is a doozy. Uh, I feel like I'm gonna catch a lot of heat for this one. Um for me it's Bill Russell. Um I get I get the titles, um, and um one of the greatest winners of all time. Um he was born into a um like a, a dynasty and he took advantage. Um, the, the guy did nothing but win. Um, he battled with Will Chamberlain for years and years. Um, and always more times than not, I think he had like a 70%, um, win rate on him, um, around there. Um, you know, the only reason I don't have him higher just by, he was because he was surrounded by an incredible organization an incredible team. Um, and he was the defensive backbone and, um, the leader, of course, but uh, yeah, I got Bill Russell at twelve. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. Shout out to number six being retired. Um, an icon in the NBA world. I am a little higher on him. I understand the concerns, and 
Um, not much of an offensive player, but if there was a defensive player uh, award back in that time period, he probably could have had a case to win every single one. Um, but did also play with what, like five or six All Stars, like or not even All Stars, Hall of Famers. Um, yeah. So and, I mean, I mean, those Celtics uh, we teams also were just so never some never actually saw him play so that also kind of hurts maybe me like uh, well you probably never saw him play live either i'm guessing but no, uh <laughs> no i was not around i was not around for that well, i just haven't I haven't watched enough you know film on him all we can look at is the accolades i guess yeah no i mean bill russell would be a very interesting player could he work in today's nba i mean that's that's the hardest part judging these guys who played in the 60s 70s um it's very hard to tell if it would translate to today. I think at the very least, we could all bet that he would be a very good defensive player in most eras of basketball. So, um, I, would it be I do, like a Draymond? Yeah, probably not even that. Pretty though. much, just a better... <laughs> just a guy who can <laughs> oh, screen shit. and a guy who can screen and... Uh, I mean, I'm sure he could get buckets in the paint, but it's not like... No, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Bill, I'm, I am higher on Bill. I am higher on Bill. He's not on my list tonight. We will be seeing him on my list very early uh, the next time we go about. But, um, yeah, I, I, I can see why you're kind of down on him. Maybe not necessarily down. I mean, being the 12th best player of all time is nothing to slouch at. So. Uh, Mike, your thoughts here on Bill Russell? Yeah, I have... Uh... I won't be discussing Bill on this episode either. I have him um, a little higher. Again, just another guy that you're going to uh, hear about. Every time we're talking about all-time greats, he's uh, a person you're going to uh, mention. Uh, a lot of accolades to back it up, but like I said, I'll talk about him later. All righty. So we're at 11 now. So, Mike, go ahead. Lead us off on our last lap. This one, oh boys, did I struggle with uh, like that 10-11 spot? Kind of like, um, you know, it's like, who do you leave out of the top 10? Who, you know, similar to like my 20 spot, like who do you leave out of the top 20? Uh, Steve, you kind of mentioned him. Jamie mentioned him, but I don't think he's talked about him in depth. I got the stilt, Wilt the Stilt at number 11. Um, yeah, I know Steve is shaking his head. Uh I can't, I can't not, I can't, I don't have it in me to leave him off this list. Um, another sixties guy. So the footage and whatnot, he's just like in, in the lore of NBA, uh, two championships, uh, one finals MVP, 14 playoff appearances, um, or sorry, 14 seasons, 13 playoff appearances, four time MVP, seven time first team, all NBA, um, 10 overall selections of all NBA, two, Yep, two first-team All-Defensive, um, 13 All-Stars, one MVP, I believe, a Rookie of the Year, a seven-time scoring champion, an 11-time rebound champion, uh, an assist champ as well, miraculously somewhere uh, in the 60s basketball. Um, I want to say, I, and I don't know why I don't have this in front of me, maybe you guys do all-time rebounding, all-time rebounder. And I think if I have it right, it ain't even close. But um, uh, on his career, 30 points a game, 22.9 rebounds a game for the career, 4.4 uh, assists, shot 54%. Um, did have a season, uh, maybe you people have heard about it, did have a season where he did average 50 points a game in the NBA. Uh, 
Granted, only eight or nine, I think, uh, teams for like the first five years of his league uh, or his career in the league. And then it started, he started trickling a few more NBA teams um, within each year. But yeah, so 50 points a game, 25.7 rebounds a game, um, which is just, again, insane for a number. Very different basketball then. Uh, the dude is one of one, um, one of kind. I, I think the only, the reason why he doesn't crack this top 10 for me, for a guy that you hear about so much, Will Chamberlain, two championships, seems a little low for me. Only one finals MVP. Once we start flirting around with this top 10 of all time, I got to see some more. Um, I think, like I said, his all, the, the reason why he didn't, his other championship came with Jerry West. Um, and the reason why I think he only has two championships is much because of Bill Russell and the Celtics. So uh, I know he's going to be in a lot of people's top 10. Um, I'm sure some people would argue he might be top seven, top five. Um, not for me. I got Wilt at number 11. Yeah, well, I, again, with me, with Will, it's always just going to come down to the competition. And when he faced competition, he didn't necessarily rise to the occasion. His teams were just more efficient and better when the scoring went down. I mean, the 50-25 year, I believe, was an early exit in the playoffs, as it was for many years in which he, when he averaged over 40. And then when the numbers came down to realistic and being in the 20s, high 20s, which is still extremely dominant, don't get it wrong. Um, but when we're talking about averaging 50, I expect you to run the table in the playoffs. And the fact that, that he shrunk, um, not necessarily in the moment, but just not nearly as dominant as he was in the regular seasons, just something that's always going to come back for me with Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, Jamie, your thoughts here on Wilt still? Um, I have him on my list. I will not be talking about him today. That's about all I got for the old Wilt still monster man himself. Casanova here, too. All righty. Yeah, we will see where he is on Jamie's list. Jamie, roll into your guy at number 11. Here. Number 11. Um, I don't know if you guys ever heard of this man. Um, it is Wardell Stephen Curry, um, son of Dell. Uh, brother of um, Seth, uh, the, the greatest shooter in the world, um, any world, this world, last world, future worlds. Uh, he changed the game of basketball forever. Um, unanimous MVP, back-to-back MVP. Um, in an era where one of the greatest players, um, two of the greatest players ever, um, he was competing against. Um, so it was... Uh, I I might have him higher uh, as the couple of years goes on here and the stats keep building and building. But, um, you know, one of my favorite players of all time, I just couldn't crack the top 10 uh, this time. Very interesting, Jamie. I thought, I thought for sure you would be not talking about him tonight because I am actually going to be saving him for tomorrow or next week myself. Um, but yeah, I mean, Stephen Curry is the greatest shooter. I mean, you cannot go to the rec and play basketball like you could, uh, 10 years ago. Um, you know, especially for me, you know, as a big man, it's just the guys you dump the ball down into these days. It's not really like that anymore. And you go and a lot of kids are just chucking threes and the game is just completely changed in just even in pickup and his impact is again, 
another reason why I have him so high on my list. I, I think the world of Steph, there's a lot of point guard goat uh, debates right now. Um, I, right now, I don't lean that way as him the best point guard of all time, but I, you know, we got to see where this thing ends. You know, if we're talking about another championship, another two championships, I think it's a completely different conversation. So, um, we'll see where it goes, but I, I think this is a good spot for him. I have him in a similar area, a little higher though. Mike, your thoughts on Steph? Yeah, I like the pick here at 11. Um, I'm not going to dive in too much because I as well have him at a different spot other than 11. So uh, I'll be interested to see where you have him as well, Steve. Um, but yeah, dude is one of one. Um, the greatest shooter of all time. Somebody could probably convince me that his records will not get broke, although the way we're trending in NBA basketball, the three is just more and more a part of the game. Um so yeah, I won't go too much into it, uh, but I like to pick Jamie at eleven. Um, Steph is just thank you. He is him shooting wise. <laughs> he is pretty darn good. He's um, right. okay. So the last one that I have for the evening at eleven is Hakeem Olajuwon. Mike, you kind of mm. touched on him. Um, he was drafted first overall in '84 over Michael Jordan, obviously. But I think when we look back at that draft, I don't think the Houston Rockets necessarily regret the decision of taking up team. And I think that speaks to how great he was. Obviously, Jordan turned out to be the better player and maybe the greatest of all time. A lot of people think that. Um, But Hakeem Olajuwon had a very fine career. 15 playoff appearances in 18 seasons, back-to-back MVPs, back-to-back championships. uh, Or sorry, one MVP, back-to-back finals MVPs, back-to-back championships. Uh, 12 all NBA selections, six uh, all NBA first team, uh, six or five time defensive uh, first team, two defensive player of the years. The year in 1994, he was the MVP, the defensive player of the year, uh, won a championship and was the finals MVP. I think that is one of the most underrated seasons in the history of basketball. Um, obviously, that was the time when Jordan wasn't in the league, but the minute that Jordan stepped out, there was no doubt in who the best player was at. Uh, very well-rounded career here for Hakeem Olajuwon. He is one of my favorite big men. I, I grew up, I, I used to love watching his tape, going back to footwork, the dream shake, as we all know. Um, just a, an elite two-way big that could play almost in any era just because of how dominant he was inside the paint on both ends of the floor. Um, any final points here on Hakeem before we sign off for the evening? Um, not really. I mean, I'll be talking about him a lot next next episode. But uh, yeah, even the greats went to him for footwork. The greats, the greats went to him to work on their footwork. So um, he was a master in that. Yeah, he has the most blocks in NBA history and his ranks with Houston: first in games, first in minutes, first in field goals, first in points, first in boards, first in steals, and first in yeah. blocks. Um, the and whole, we know Houston the is whole one garden. of the better franchises. <laughs> <laughs> he, he owns he owns all the share in the garden well guys it's been an extremely fun night um we are pushing almost two hours here so if you have made it all the way through we truly appreciate you uh we have a lot of work to do with this now we want to hopefully turn this into shorts and kind of cut it up and start uh really getting interactions with you guys we want to hear everything we want to hear where we were too high where we were too low uh what you would do differently in these spots. Uh, who's crazy for having someone in their top 20? Who's crazy for not? Me not having well. How crazy is that? We want to hear from you guys. We hope that you guys interact with this. We hope that we hear all the conversations with you. Um, but before we get out of here, I'll uh, let Jamie sign off first. Go ahead, Jamie. 
yeah kind of a, another little hiatus but uh we're back at it and um this is the fun stuff right here uh i feel like next um next episode we're we're gonna get into some heated uh heated debates um appreciate the love as always um peace Michael? Yeah. Um, so, like you guys have been saying, uh, it was fun to kind of hear your guys' um, you know, 20 through 11 uh, players of all time. Um, we would like to hear back from a lot of the, the viewers, too. Where do you have people? Where don't you have people? Um, what you agree with us with, what you don't agree with us on. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's fun to do these things. It's always, it always spurs, um, you know, good debate and good conversation. So, um next episode should be pretty fun um then we're just kind of plugging away until the season begins so thank you all for the support hope you check it out hope you make it through um you know our list and we'll see you next time yeah appreciate you guys for the time obviously it was a long evening uh but i'm I'm truly excited to see what we hear back i think this is going to be a an episode that could potentially catch fire obviously we're kind of laying out where we see things in the history of the game that we all love uh, we appreciate our listeners and our supporters. Again, the hiatus is over. Uh, this is pretty much it. I mean, we're kind of rolling all the way through the NBA season now uh, weekly. So we will be here. We're still waiting for some major news to happen in the NBA. Does Damian Lillard finally get traded before the season? Um, it sounds like talks have picked up again. We are waiting for that uh, bombshell to drop. Maybe it doesn't drop. We will wait and see. What does the Philadelphia 76ers look like with Joel Embiid and James Harden, or the James Harden situation, just Joel Embiid potentially get moved. Uh, there's so much going on in the NBA right now. We are back. We will be bringing out our top 10 through 1 list next week. Until then, can't wait to see you guys again. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Nothing But Net NBA podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Nothing but net.